0: This is Tech News Today for Thursday, July 7th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV instantly. All streamed directly to you, saving you time, money, and hassle. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twitch. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Sarah Lane. I'm
2: Maya I'm Jason Elwell.
0: And joining us today, we're very happy to have the editor-in-chief of Byte, Gina Smith. Hey, nice those to of be you,
3: here. Thanks for having me.
0: Those of you who are thinking, what are you talking about, Minitor and Chief of Byte? Byte went away in 1998. Mm-hmm. Byte is back as of this Monday, right, Gina?
3: Yes, July 11th is the big day for Byte. We've been working since January to bring this thing back, and we're coming back with Jerry Purnell and all the old Byte guys that you might remember. And if you don't remember them, we've got some new voices, too. So it's pretty exciting.
0: byte.com. <laughs> is back in action as a Monday. I'm very excited about that. I was, I was talking to Gene before the show. I was a PC Computing Magazine subscriber, and when they went under, my subscription got transferred to Byte, and I was a Byte reader for years after that.
3: Yeah, well, Byte was fantastic. I mean, there was in its day, I don't think there was a more authoritative, trusted source for news. As a news reporter, yeah, I was at PC Week, at PC Computing, and PC Magazine. We'd always wait for Byte to see, because Byte always had the final word in tech. Well, I'm to-
0: very excited to see it coming back. Uh, we got some news to get to today, though, as well. Yeah. ISPs have reached an agreement with the movie and record industry to... Throttle your connection, but not right away. It's not a three strikes (laughs) law. (laughs) It's a four to six strike law. Well, what is it? Four or six? It depends. Six, right? Well, it could be four, it could be five, it could be six. Uh, Essentially, what's going on here is the ISPs have finally been worn down uh, by the industry to introduce a sort of graduated response situation. The first alert is basically the industry finds an IP address that they say was infringing copyright. They send that IP address to the ISP. The ISP sends a note to the person who has is identified with that IP address. Now that that person's identity is never given to the industry. There's there's no there's no revealing of the identity through any of this. If, if you trust them, if you believe them, that's the way the, that's the way the agreement is set up. Uh, so they just send you a nice note saying, hey, you know, some infringing content was found associated with your IP address. This is why copyright's important. Here's, a, here's how to secure your network. Make sure somebody else didn't get that. Here's what to say to your kids. It, the idea is to try to educate you. Sounds then this, pretty helpful. The second alert is sort of a similar situation. They can redo it or they can skip the second alert. That's why it's not always six. They can skip right to the third alert, uh, which is you have to actually acknowledge receipt of getting that same information. So they do the same thing over again, but they say, look, this is the second or third time you've done this now. We need you to actually read the stuff we sent you and acknowledge it. Uh, The fourth alert is that same thing over again, which I believe also can be skipped if they want to. Mm -hmm. There's There's a lot of variation in here. Then the fifth alert is where it gets serious. That's where... If the subscriber's account appears to have been used for content theft, uh, they can actually introduce mitigation measures. So not only are they going to put up a redirect on your account so that you can't actually surf the web until you call them and talk to them, uh, they can also at that point create a throttling environment where they would not throttle any VoIP services, email, email, Uh, or anything involving security or health services, but they might slow you down otherwise.
1: It seems like, at least on the surface, they're giving you many, many options to go, okay, I gotcha, I see what I'm doing wrong, I will change my behavior. They don't
0: have to mitigate you on the 5th. They can opt to wait and give you a 6th alert, and at that point, they have no choice. That's when it finally, after 6 warnings... They are going to uh, throttle your account. But the the thing about this is it does seem very reasonable. It seems like the point Mm -hmm. is education. Uh, But there is no judicial review. Uh, There is a a vague appeals process, but that's handled by uh, by the ISPs, and you don't know who you're appealing to.
3: Yeah, you don't know who you're appealing to. And also they're, you know, considering you guilty before anybody has such a fourth and a court of law. I mean, it's crazy. It's going to be there's going to be so much litigation as a result of this and the amount of greed involved, you know, from the RIA and everybody else. I mean, it's just
0: terrible. Well, the question is. How effective is this going to be? I mean, the ISPs have obviously fought tooth and nail not to do anything. It's very obvious in the way this is set up to where it's like we, they can keep kicking the can down the road, so to speak. Why even
2: agree to it at all? Well, isn't this, this whole thing seems pretty wishy washy in the first place. I mean, they don't have to do any of this stuff, it's all a voluntary group. The other thing is, what happens if one of the guys, one of these AT&T or Verizon says, We're not following this anymore? I mean, yep. are they worried about the NPAA and RAAA saying, Okay, now we're going to give you problems in the future. What, what exactly do they have to gain from even forcing this? Because it seems like it just seems like it's an administrative nightmare for these guys to do Yeah, this. We, we should point out it's
0: voluntary, and so far it's AT&T, Verizon, Comcast, CableVision, and Time Warner Cable.
2: But if they
1: have options to say, all right, we'll give you four choices or we'll give you, you know, six options to, to, to get with the program without having a standard, that's really confusing for users as well. I mean, I can see being like, hey, I, I have like I know all about this because I ignore parking tickets as long as I can. <laughs> right. So I know exactly how many warnings I get before I've got to pay up or before the price goes up kind of thing. If there's no standard and you're not you, you, you don't know how the different companies are working um, relating to each other, then that's just a nightmare, too.
3: Yeah, and that's exactly right What Sarah just said And also, you know, they're positing this as education You know, which is crazy because what they're really doing is trying to help the riaa and others to go after these these folks who pirate stuff and it's become so easy to do if you have a safari browser you can go in and take any flv or Flave file any movie that you want to and convert it to an m4v fi- format and watch it on your ipad you can do that now with any movie that's on youtube and uh You know, these ISPs saying that they can stop this somehow from happening. I mean, it, I think it's just lip service to the RIAA.
0: Well, this, this would have been maybe slightly effective if they'd implemented it five or six years ago when right. people exactly. were actually trading things on peer-to-peer networks. But folks have, have realized that that's not the way to go. It's too trackable, and they've moved on to other things. The other side of this argument is like, well, yeah, but you still need to do something to at least try to dissuade piracy and copyright infringement because it's hurting the industry. The industry's losing money. But that's our next story is Nielsen sound scam. Just came out with their latest figures. And for the first time since 2004, the recording industry has seen gains. Uh, For a period of time U.S. album sales for the first six months of the year Grew 1% uh, That's 155.5 million albums Up from 153.9 million Digital tracks Grew 10% over last year 660 million units And and when you do track equivalent albums On that, which is basically Taking those 660 million tracks And dividing them by 10 to kind of give you an estimate Of how many albums worth of sales You had Mm -hmm. uh, That increased 3.6% So so it looks like before any of this graduated response malarkey is put into place, things seem to be stabilizing, if not turning around for the recording industry as a whole. And what have they done? They've stopped suing people and they've removed DRM for all the, from all their content, two of the things that they said they had to do to turn around the industry.
3: Yeah, that's an excellent point. And what everybody really knows in the software industry and now in the record industry is that piracy is a great public relations and marketing tool. You know, Microsoft never really cared that much back in the old days when people would make tons of copies of Word or Windows or whatever in Europe because it got the word out. And it's the same thing here. I mean, piracy actually helps sales, and they know that. and They they pull back when they see that it helps.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. we got a great great conversation going on in the chat room, as usual. Uncle Big Bad says, but you can hear any album online for free. Those stats can't be true, but they are anyway, because the thing is, just because you can hear it for free doesn't mean people are going to go to the trouble to find it for free. And in fact, Knox Harrington says, I gave up on piracy because I was tired of bad copies that weren't what they said, and worrying I was gonna get caught. <laughs> ha! So maybe that second part says, you know, a little bit of, uh, of a threat holding over people is a good thing. Yeah,
2: but the other thing is the record industry did a lot of things that change, Like you said, no DRM. But the thing is the price had gotten so cheap to get access to this music. Or if you wanted to get a streaming service like Mog or RDO or Spotify or anything around you know, around the world, you had access to really good quality stuff to the point where, like Knox Harrington was saying, there's no point in doing this anymore. Like if you have, like I don't know, really expensive prices on movies and things, or you have these things locked down, like get a Blu-ray copy. and you have DVD copy, a digital record. Well, and it's
0: funny on a, on a side note. UK film uh, illegal downloads up thirty
2: percent. So the film yeah. industry,
0: which is still locking things down exactly. to DRM, is actually having the opposite problem.
2: It's it's when it, it, there's an actual model out there. They tried this already. The, the record industry tried to, to lock everything down. It didn't work very well. When they loosened up, things worked out well for them. Maybe th- for the UK, they could take a look at or the the. the, uh, the they could take a look at the movies. So the movie, I'm messing up here. The movie industry here. Do you want the movie industry to look at the music industry? Yes. Okay. There thank we go. you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well, the music industry has really come a long way. I mean, there's, uh, I, I love these stats because it shows that people actually still buy albums. You know, you always hear, oh, now everyone just buys single tracks now and they're ruining everything and the, the album is dead. It's like, well, you can buy albums, you can buy individual tracks, you can buy streaming services and pay a monthly subscription. There's some free options. It's like everyone has, the music is, it's too broad broad of of an activity to say here's your option and you can either do this or you're infringing it's, but the more options, it makes people happier. People want to follow the rules. I
0: think the ISPs realized when they agreed to this ridiculous six strike rule that they would never get to six strikes on anyone. Yeah, uh, those, yeah. You know, they're just not. It's just not going to be necessary, and it's going to fade away. And they, I think they, I feel like they agreed to this because they just wanted the industry to leave them the crap alone. And they were like, That's it. Go away, you bother me. Ah, yeah. you, something else you're going to. Red- Go ahead,
3: Gina. Ridiculous was a good word for this, for the six ISPs that agreed to this. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's lip service, like you said. And remember all those newspapers and magazines that used to try to make you pay to get their content I mean, they eventually had to stop that, and the games that you know you had to pay for that are now free. I mean, people don't want to pay for this stuff, and they're not going to.
0: And we got eventually. a little. We've got a little more on the uh, the games thing coming up uh, in a second. Want to talk about News of the World first, though. We mentioned this earlier uh, this week that News of the World was in hot water after it was determined that one of their journalists, actually a couple of their journalists, were working with private investigators to hack into the voicemail of a murder victim, and it interfered with. With a police investigation, uh, and that was the last straw. Apparently, this had been going on and on, and it happened to the royal family. It had happened to celebrities, and uh, and News of the World is now going to shut down. After wow. 168 years in publication, uh, James Murdoch—not Rupert—James Murdoch,
1: his son, I head
0: think. of yeah, I think he's his son, head of his News International—said no advertisements would run in this weekend's paper. Instead, the uh, advertising space would be donated to charity, and proceeds from the sales of the paper would also go to good causes. Uh, and they will be just shutting down News of the World and taking those 200 employees and allowing them to apply for other positions, all because of some voicemail hacking that that got somebody in hot water and was very unpopular with the public.
1: I was very surprised to hear that this was something that happened so swiftly considering that News of the World is a very popular publication. Yeah. I would actually would have thought they had more than 200 employees, but still. I mean, to have 200 people potentially not have other positions that they can just sort of transition into, it's well, Pretty I
2: mean, big deal. This tabloid is owned by News yeah. International, which is owned by News Corp. So, I mean, the thing is, just by shutting down a label, and theoretically, mm-hmm. if these 200 people get moved over, or if the, if the editor that was in charge at the time moved somewhere else in News Corp, I don't think she is in there. Uh, if that happens, did anything really change? I mean, it's really about the behavior. If this is a, a culture that's allowed over there, they allow if, if News Corp if fosters this kind of behavior, and just by killing a brand, have they really solved the problem? Or are we just like, okay, that's some really good PR, what you did. You just kill that brand, and let's move these 200 people with some terrible... Maybe over to the
0: sun, and Mm -hmm. then you put a Sunday edition out of the sun. Gina, you're about to launch a magazine. What what do you think about this?
3: I saw this and I thought, who says journalism is dead? I am so impressed that reporters are even going through the work of trying to hack people's accounts. It's just that it's unbelievable to me. But there's got to be something else going on here. Like Sarah said, it's it's crazy that and surprising that they would just so swiftly come in and and kill it. There's got to be more that we don't know that's going on behind the scenes.
0: Well, the other thing to consider is that News of the World makes up less than 1% of the revenue generation of News International. Uh, so it's not a huge hit for them. And they may be looking at this saying the PR consequences are too hard to fight. We'll move them over to The Sun and t- The Times and and, and maybe other, some other publications and just be done with it.
1: Behind the scenes, it might have been like, this is actually gives us an excuse to do something that maybe they've been kicking around internally anyway just to right. say hey uh, using ad space for charity and and profuse apologies let's just use this excuse to do something that yeah. that we maybe already want to do. Now
0: News Corp wants to acquire Sky B, which is right. uh, one of the big content providers in the UK. Uh there's been a lot of concern about that. Same concern that we had here in the United States when Comcast bought NBC Universal and now there's questions about whether the government will use this incident as an excuse to delay or even change their mind about the acquisition. I don't know if that's going to happen. Most of the, most of the analysts don't think it's going to happen, but they were expecting approval to happen this week, and that's, not, that's definitely not on the calendar now. Let's take a, a quick break and thank our sponsor, Netflix, at netflix.com slash twit. Tell you why you want to go to that URL in just a second. It's worth it. Netflix streams thousands of TV episodes and movies to you instantly. Uh, I, I use it several times a week to watch movies, to watch old TV shows. Uh, they're always changing the selection, so you, you've always got something new in there to watch. Uh, and they have thousands and thousands of movies. Uh, you can watch them on your Mac, your PC, or iPad. You can watch them on your phone. You can watch them on some of the Android phones. They're rolling out to more Android phones all the time. And if you're like, you know what, I want to watch movies on a Television. I want to watch television shows. Tom on a freaking television. Well, you can do that too. Xbox 360, PS3, or Nintendo Wii uh, puts Netflix right on your TV. Or even if, if you're like, I'm not into game consoles. Uh, Apple TV, Roku box. Uh, lots of different boxes out there can put netflix onto your television they're inexpensive they're easy to use you plug them in you start watching movies uh, and you get unlimited amounts you can watch as many movies or tv shows as you want and you can do it for free for 30 days by going to that url i mentioned netflix.com slash twit be sure to use that url so we get credit and pass it around don't be greedy with it tell other people about netflix.com slash twit so they can get 30 days free as well we thank them for their support of tech news today Alright, Gina, let's get to that uh, that story you alluded to uh, a little bit ago. Uh, the free games? Yeah, there's a, a new study out from Flurry. Now, what Flurry does is they, they represent uh, the uh, apps that are being used. They analyze them. They're an analytics service, so they track the performance of more than 90,000 apps. They took a look at the 100 most popular iOS apps and c- compared how they're making money now versus January. In January, 30 Thirty-nine percent of the mon- top-performing money-making apps used in-app, free-to-play models. So, in other words, 39% in January were free to download and made all their money from in-app purchases. Mm-hmm. Now, this month, that's up to 65%. So, well over 50% of the games are making their money from in-app purchases, even though they're free to play. And the theory is, uh, people spend a lot more than 99 cents... If you make it free and then charge them $5 for Mojo or or in-game bucks or something. On iPad today,
1: we were just talking about this with Tiny Tower, which is like a huge hit out of nowhere. 8,000 people give it like five stars in the App Store. It's like, where did this come from? It was only released last week. Free to download, but not free to play if you want a good experience.
2: And we've seen a lot of mm. different companies do the same thing. Microsoft is looking into doing free-to-play on Xbox. PC gamers can do this already. Uh, do you think this is a function because it's iOS and people are willing to pay less for games because it's only 99 cents versus continuing to play? Or like even web games like Zynga does this with FarmVille. It's free-to-play, but you could lose a lot of money playing with this thing. Uh, do you think it's because of the iOS thing, or is this a, a larger game uh, system that's going on right now?
1: I, I, I think, think it's... A, go ahead, Sarah. I think it's... A lot of people who just like to download free stuff I mean I, I think that that's a big part of it Is that more people are downloading apps Than ever before And if you have already downloaded a lot Then you might be more inclined to download something That's free so you can try it out And there aren't any monetary repercussions If you don't like it
3: yeah, this is something that almost all the app developers know, and it's certainly in Silicon Valley, is that app developers make no money anyway. So only about 1% of anybody who makes an iOS app makes any money, and of those, only a tiny, tiny percentage of those you know are, are doing the in-app purchase stuff. I mean, and now LoadSys is suing all those guys. So you yeah, guys you been following watch, that? you got
0: to watch out for that, too. Yeah, we've talked about that, the fact that they're suing the New York Times, of all people. It's uh, crazy. It's uh, crazy. that's a war that has yet to be resolved now as well yeah Uh, and
3: you know, but even Zynga in this uh, in the reports has said it's just a very tiny percentage of its users that are active enough that, you know, are actually buying the books or the flowers or the virtual gifts. But you but don't need that many. Oh, good, even,
0: not, more than ninety no. percent of the players never spend a dime, but you're still making more money by giving it away because you catch those few that just really get into the game and they they have to have more crops or they have to build more tower levels or whatever it is. They get they get sucked in and, and and it's, it's stimulating their amygdala so much that they'll pay $5 <laughs> a, a week you know, to, to get an advantage in the game.
3: Well, it's great that you said 90% because that is exactly, it. if you go around venture capital firms, they'll always tell you that 10% of users of anything are active users. So this is following that same rule that a small percentage of users are the ones responsible for all of the activity and churn.
0: So and That makes it uh, very interesting that eBay today just acquired Zong, Now, you may not have heard of Zong, but uh, Zong enables consumers to post payments to their mobile phone bills, mostly to pay for virtual goods inside of games. So this is a good thing uh, for eBay. They're paying $250 million in cash. Uh, They say they're going to allow Zong to continue as a standalone entity initially, although they intend to integrate it as much as they can into PayPal and start raking off a little bit of that money that's coming from those in-app payments.
1: Now we haven't heard much from eBay recently. I mean, they've they've been a little quiet the last couple of months when a lot of other companies were in the spotlight. But why am I not making the connection between eBay and virtual goods and well, th- games? Yeah, think of it less
0: as e- don't don't think of it as people taking their virtual goods and auctioning them off. Yeah, uh, think of it more as PayPal. PayPal's trying to be everywhere, so it. so it's not it's less about the eBay product I and more about the PayPal product yeah. of we want to be the default payment option for everything.
3: That's it. I mean, that's exactly it. The, these mobile payment tech wars are going to be huge, and whoever solves this problem is going to solve the multi-billion dollar question. And, you know, this whole swipe to pay issue or, or put in your phone number to pay, uh, nobody's been able to solve it because nobody's been able to lock down the back-end companies that control payments, uh, which include First Data. The, well, there's a bunch of them. There's five main ones. And I think you, if you follow that Google uh, mobile payment announcement, They announced that they had locked down two of the five. And so my guess is Zong must have done something here that made eBay pay all that money for it. They've probably locked down some of those back end companies. And uh, it's a real interesting thing, the mobile payment.
0: Yeah, everybody's scrambling uh, to get into mobile. Right now, PayPal's there, but it's a little clunky. It's a, you know It takes you out of the experience. You have to sign into your PayPal account, and then it has to re-verify. But
1: it has brand recognition. They, I mean, yeah, everyone yeah. knows what PayPal is, what PayPal does. Many people have accounts. It is a little clunky, but it does work. I know that eBay um, says at first, Zong is, and, and PayPal are, are going to be two different entities, but they want to incorporate them or merge the two as soon as possible. Uh, let's hope it's sooner than later Because yeah. then they really have something Take, going
0: take on. that Zong ability To just say You know, yeah I'm going to take all these AMP payments Put them on my, my, my Verizon bill My AT&T bill And then call that PayPal Yeah And now you've got Huge PayPal branding And you can start to say Pay by PayPal everywhere you go do you think okay. that
2: actually be on the carrier level instead of it being i don't know an, an app level based thing because i'm thinking if you buy an app you're going to be in the apple app store universe you're going to be using your itunes credits well, that yeah kind of thing. Again,
0: this is outside of apple this for probably, the most part probably because because apple takes care of what song right. does for their phones but if you're if you're on an android phone and you're on a uh, windows phone uh zong may be in there handling a lot of those payments for you makes sense yeah
3: You know, these merchants move really slowly. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think banks are bad, you should see the mobile payments business. It takes them years and years to decide, you know, whether they're going to go with Google or, in this case, eBay or Apple and Square or whatever it is going to be. I mean, it's going to to be a while before we see true swipe to pay at any merchant with your iPhone because there's nine layers of
0: companies that need to all agree. I do think (laughs) banks are bad. That's why I use a credit email. Thanks
1: yeah good I can use a credit union. just put yeah. my money under my mattress yeah that's how you know that's it's yours. safe
0: that's the only way to yeah. be sure with the gun you're one uh-huh. of those people who doesn't trust the cloud for anything no yeah Apple is developing fixes for that dangerous iOS vulnerability called the jailbreak that we mentioned yesterday. Uh, Jailbreakme.com, if you don't know, is out now for iPad 2 and lots of uh, versions of the iPhone as well. Uh, One vulnerability they exploited to do the jailbreaking uh, exploited a PDF vulnerability in how iOS parses fonts within the mobile version of the Safari browser. Another vulnerability they used circumvents address space layout randomization aslr uh, Mm -hmm. which changes the way the data is stored in memory so that it's not as easy to read alan healy senior director for corporate communications in london for apple said apple takes security very seriously we're aware of this reported issue developing a fix that will be available to customers in an upcoming software update
1: you can already get a
0: patch though
3: <clears throat> right, they immediately made it available. Well, Apple didn't and, make
0: it available, but the hackers did. Well, that's
3: a, That's exactly <laughs> it. And It's going to be that same race. Yeah. Know, where they patch it, and then the hackers
0: come in. And- well, the, the hackers have actually made a patch. That the yeah, Comex text- Com- published a fix for the vulnerability in PDF. There's like, look, jailbreak it. Take advantage of the of the vulnerability. Then once you're jailbroken, download PDF patcher two. And that'll that'll fix the PDF fix, so you don't have to worry about stumbling across some spear-fishing attempt with a huh. uh, with a nasty PDF out there.
3: I think we've. Seen I hackers. wonder if people are going to run around to all the Apple stores right now and try to hack into the iPads sitting around with the PDFs. Well, there's
0: some PDFs in the wild out there, so if you know the URL. That's a that's well, a danger.
2: I mean, we've seen hackers do this before, where they actually you, you can use a, 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 a exploit and make your phone jailbroken, and then they issue their own patches. So this is this is something that mm-hmm. Apple's probably going to stare at and go, you know what? We can just copy that code and we'll fix it ourselves, and we'll see the patch soon. Yeah, in
0: August of last year, uh, Apple patched a pair of bugs used by jailbreak me in ten days after the tool's release. So, wow, Fox July seventeenth. We'll, we'll, wow! We'll see an Apple patch Until then <laughs> You can use the jailbreak me patch But you have yeah, to jailbreak that's... your phone to use the jailbreak me patch Just it's Kind of a it's weird a meta Sort patch. of conundrum that you're in You have to exploit the vulnerability to fix the vulnerability Apple
1: hates us but then they'll thank us. Yeah, for
3: yeah, they, they hate period, me too. So. <laughs> yeah, the the thing about Apple though, and I mean why they're so vocal suddenly about the the security issues is all the enterprise companies will force you to use a BlackBerry, which is a terrible thing. Um, just because the BlackBerry is a terrible thing, but if you but they do that because that's the only one that conforms to the saml standards and all the real security standards and you know you have to sneak your iphone under the firewall or your ipad uh but that's you know so apple understands that all these enterprises won't go with the iphone or the ipad if they don't if they think it's not secure yep but it'll never be secure
0: no it's always an arms race for sure
3: always always
0: an arms race let's move on to the news fuse. Recently, Dropbox changed the terms of service, which caused people to panic again, because it looked like Dropbox was claiming some broad ownership of all of your files. Uh, There was some mitigating language in there. But yesterday, on a Dropbox blog post, the company made it clear, your stuff is yours and yours alone, and they revised their terms of service yet again to make that point even clearer. Doesn't mean people won't have left Dropbox.
1: (laughs) Dropbox is pretty great. Do you think a lot of people left? They've, ang- a half? they've
0: angered a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, if you've left Dropbox, let us know. A developer by the name of Jeff Rose did some rummaging in Facebook's video plugin code and found something called Facebook Vibes. Whoa. From the code, yeah. it looks like Facebook Vibes will be a downloadable piece of software, and it's possibly related to a cloud music service. There have been rumors of a Facebook music service for some time now, so. The race is on. What will launch first in the U.S.? Spotify or Facebook Vibes? Or are they the same
0: thing? Spotify Vibes.
1: Project Vibin'.
0: Okay. I
2: don't know. <laughs> Apple speculation <laughs> okay. time. Yes, again, the Wall Street Journal says that the next iPhone will be thinner and lighter than the previous edition with a fall launch date. Added to that, That there's a rumor of yet another iPhone, possibly iPhone 6. That's right, 6. What? That will use a new method of charging, possibly inductive. Oh, and one more rumor, crazy a new iPad dubbed iPad HD huh. with double the resolution of the current <laughs> iPad will launch and will be sold alongside the current iPad 2, kind of like an iPad
0: Oh, and then there's the iPhone Cure that cures all of your illnesses.
2: (laughs) We'll find out in September. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The U.S. District Court for Northern California says that Amazon can call its app store. App Store. Apple filed for a preliminary injunction to stop Amazon from using the term App Store, but it was denied. Court explained that Apple did not establish the likelihood of confusion, but also said that App Store is not necessarily a generic term. So, so there's is it still a case to be had? Is it
1: one word App Store or two words App Store? Because I feel like those are almost two different things like brand name or. Wow,
0: now you're talking like a lawyer. I know. Very good. I would hang it with oh, <laughs>
1: what happens all right users of Amazon's cloud drive can now get unlimited mp3 and aac storage for $20 a year that deal is running for a limited time but there's no end date announced any mp3s bought on Amazon will be free to store as well and on top of that Amazon also announced iPad support for its cloud player but it's web only there's no native app but you might like that
2: the Internet Engineering Task Force is considering forming a group to ease the transition to IPv6 for home networks. This would require standardizing protocols, so equipment from different brands would play nicely together. This is new stuff from IETF, which is used to designing standards for big enterprises, not systems for two game consoles, a home server, and a Wi-Fi access point. Where's your big iron, mom? Oh, <laughs> you only got an Xbox? No, we'll get we don't, out. Know oh, how to, we well, don't know how to deal with that. Back yeah, in dis- we,
3: made, we made Byte IPv6. Uh, hey, all right.
0: That's good. So, that's you're awesome. you're future-proofed. Back you in December, future. China said it would export less... Uh, fewer rare earths, which is troublesome considering China currently produces 97% of the world's supply of rare earths. The World Trade Organization has made a ruling on that move and says China broke international law by curbing the exports. China's vice commerce minister says that China will comply with the WTO's ruling, but they don't have to be happy about it, and an appeal is expected.
1: Interesting. So not only have more rare earths been found, but China may not be able to say, all for us.
0: Once again, it's things like Neodymium, not the album by the rock group. Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> Insiders are saying that Apple has cut rates of its iAds by as much as seventy percent because companies are using other methods to advertise on Apple's devices. Apple used to charge one million or more to clients like Citigroup, for example, but is now offering deals in the range of three hundred thousand to five hundred K. Developers were also disappointed by the amount of money iads generated for them and have branched out to other advertising means. You take too much Apple, you lose. I Good day, I, Apple.
2: Iads? Or did I get this? <laughs> what happened there? Yes. Iads, I adds. not Iads. Oh, okay, okay, I totally yeah. missed that. According to a somewhat reliable Twitter user, at MSFTTM, Microsoft will release a pre-beta copy of Windows 8 at its worldwide partner conference. Whether or not Windows 8 is released at WPC, Microsoft is expected to detail Windows 8 at the conference, and a public beta of Windows 8 is also expected this September.
0: When is that conference? I think it's July 11th in L.A., is that mm-hmm. right? Something like that.
2: Something
0: like that. W. They have so many. Next week, Microsoft. So. Let's move on to the randomizer. Randomizer. Ah, uh, I know most of you out there were very sad about the cancellation of all my children and One Life to Live, but don't worry, they will live on. Not yeah, I mean, on the how? TV, but on the internet. ABC says it has licensed the two long-running di- daytime dramas to LA-based con- production company. I don't know their name in a multi-platform deal that enables the soap stories to continue beyond their finale dates Prospect on ABC. Prospect Park. Thank is you, the name Prospect of the production Park Company. So I guess ABC says we can't make money off these, but if you think you can, we'll let you. We'll license the name. And I'd you love can to see if
1: they try to do a new spin on the soap. If, if people. Some people watch soaps I, I know some people Were disappointed by this Who
0: Jason do you watch? Hey Don't out me on the show Listen Sorry. I, I mean, watched I a lot watch of sh- soaps. All my Aww. children
1: as a kid But it's very formulaic You know Some of the shots And the light And everything It's like It's very old school It'd be kind of neat To see if they could Get could any it. traction With the soaped Type of serial model Online That, that doesn't new
2: We could do it really cheaply. I mean, soap operas are produced really cheaply with the same shots, real close. But if it's
0: so cheap to do, and your audience is at home during the daytime, how are you going to make... Enough more. If you can't make enough money to do it on ABC, how are you going to make enough money to do it for an internet audience? Well, I just don't.
1: Well, I think I it wasn't it. that cheap to do the old way. I mean, you've got all these people that you're paying, and and these big fancy sets, and all these folks in the control room. I actually one of my cousins works Wait, on General on. Hospital, so I know this. Oh, I'm
0: getting a call. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Prospect Park is wondering if uh, we're doing anything with the cottage after we move out.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called All My Nerds. <laughs> Yeah, and it's in a tiny, tiny room. <laughs> yeah, now I think the All My Children news is really exciting. I worked at ABC News, and we used to get to go down and watch the taping of All My Children and One Life to Live. And there's some hardcore fans, uh, like Sarah said, she watched it in high school. There are people who've been watching it since high school, and when all the characters were 17 and are now grandparents on there. And uh, I think those people are online, and I think they'll watch it. Like Susan Lucci, Lucci, Susan Lucci, come on to our browsers. Gina! I'm actually
0: really
3: excited about it. I want to see what happens with Susan Lucci and Ryan Lavery and all
0: the characters. can't put Susan Lucci
3: in a corner.
0: Nobody puts Susan Lucci in a corner. Just put her on the internet. That's That's right. right. And nobody stops Sarah Lane from doing the calendar.
1: The Motorola Droid 3 is now available online at Verizon's site. The phone's going to hit stores on the 14th, and it's pretty cool. A lot of cool specs, but... No 4G. If that's what you're looking for, you're going to have to look elsewhere. Rogers Communications just turned on its LTE network today in Ottawa and will expand to Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver in the fall. So if is you're. This,
0: is this enough for me you, to get the. LTE? If
1: you're from Canada, <laughs> uh-huh. that's pretty good news. But no, that's not enough, Tom. Put away your Canadian money. Don't show that here. If you subscribe to the New York Times on a
2: Kindle...
1: <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> oh, really disgusted if
2: you by foreign money.
1: to the New York Times on a Kindle... I'm just jealous because I like to collect stuff. I don't have those. You can now access all of the New York Times.com for free. Kindle users, listen up. No paywall for you. Starting That's awesome. awesome. The final space shuttle launch, as you know, is scheduled for tomorrow, July 8th at 1126 a.m. Eastern Time. However, there's a 70% chance of bad weather, mm, and no, it might yes. delay... the last takeoff which is a bummer because we know a few people who are down there and really excited and hoping that it'll happen to scheduled trey ratcliffe for example whose birthday is today him and
0: his gorgeous photos happy
1: birthday Trey! And your hdr whizziness your talent Ugh. he's actually going to be shooting the shuttle launch with um uh leo's uh n70 so oh, cool. w- whatever he ends up shooting is going to be awesome let's just hope that it's on time it wouldn't
0: be a space shuttle launch without interminable that's, that's, weather delays that's
1: the way it goes yeah. right it's florida it's florida Samsung Series Three and the new Series Nine are available for pre-order at JNR Electronics. That's that store in Manhattan. We talk about them all the time. The Series Nine is uh, still going to be shipping in August, and the and gadget folks think that the Series Three should launch around the same time. So look out for those.
0: Those are some sexy laptops. I gotta say.
1: Mm, you said sexy, yeah.
2: Mm,
0: I did. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on to the voicemail before I say it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a, we got a video voicemail uh, about the name of the next iPhone. Here's a theory. Here it is. Go here, ahead and play. Go ahead and here talk. it is. I pulled over to record this. There's something that you guys missed yesterday in your discussion of what the new iPhone could be named. If you recall, we went from the, re- the original iPhone to the iPhone 3G... Mm-hmm. and then to the 3GS and then to the iPhone 4 now well since they don't did not incorporate 4G technology into the iPhone 4 how about this they released the new iPhone 4G and they changed the name of the iPad to the iPad 4G and from here on out or at least for the next little while they stay on the same naming sequence love the show see you guys first of all I think that might be Scott Johnson's southern cousin second of all <laughs> i don't i don't see them putting 4g in the next iphone it's just not rolled out enough for apple
2: oh yeah of all the rumors we've seen a 4g antenna was not one of them yet right? no we've well seen there, thinner, there has faster. been though i've seen that rumor well it's not the one it is one of the less up. frequent rumors okay. yeah with frequency it's not it's not there right now
1: there, there's a rumor for everything apple just
3: make something up someone's already said that it might happen
0: gina what do you think iphone 4g
3: no i'm with you i all think right. i think he's wrong all right i liked his accent in his truck though
0: sorry man Thanks for sending in the video, though. And thanks it for pulling over. It, it was a good thought, even though we all thought it...
3: And by the way, if
1: you're oh. right, we owe you yeah, a exactly. truck.
0: You get... To- How much Tom truck? will buy
1: it with his a Canadian truck? money. A right.
0: truck-shaped cake. That's what... A Tonka truck. truck. A magnetic truck.
1: Mag- that flies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> <I'm> mud <much laughs> On to the emails. Tia, Tia, twit.tv. Jason Reed wrote in and said, Hey, that flying car y'all were excited about earlier this week... There's already one out there, a car that flies and is FAA approved from a group called iTech. You can find it at iTechUSA.org/maverick.html. There it is in action on YouTube right now. Of course, more, this one's not as car-like as the one that more we talked Wright about. Brothers. This yeah. is more
2: like Mario Kart-ish. <laughs> yeah, uh, as opposed to the other thing, which is like a drivable. But hey, it's a flying car.
0: Oh, there you go. Who am I to complain?
1: Yeah it would be kind of hard to land that thing. Next uh, email from Jeremiah <laughs> Wooten, who says, I tried to sign up for Google+. I was met with a terrible surprise. Apparently, there's an age limit. I put in my birthday, and it said, you must be over a certain age to use this feature. Hmm. It won't let me go back and do anything with Google+. From that account, I'm 14. I can use all other Google features, but for some reason, I can't use Google+. If Google doesn't allow Google+, to younger audiences, like me, teenagers, I can't imagine that it will succeed i don't know what the actual age limit is but apparently you have to be older than 14 i'm very dissatisfied jeremiah i mean i can imagine because so many people are trying so hard to get into google plus that if you're already in and then it's like oh now you're too young and you can't participate what's going on i okay 14 now 13 is the copa Yeah. yeah
0: so my my first experience my first thought is that his birth date is in there wrong or he's not quite 14 yet and it's just reading rounding him as 13 and blocking him. Because he's
1: almost 14. But
0: then, then. there's some people, uh, Gallifrey Rebel says it is 18, that you have to be 18 to use Google Plus. Maybe they're just uh, limiting it to 18 and over.
3: Uh, and If you're under 18, don't you already change your birthday online? I mean, you don't want anyone to think you're under 18. We're not saying online. that
0: you should, because that's I mean, absolutely wrong to do. And there's but no easy right. way to do Isn't that. Isn't that what everybody does?
3: I'm sure everybody does that. Yeah. And with this Google Plus invite thing, have you guys been experiencing this? I, I mean, they, because it's supposedly exploding. Um, I have two email accounts, and they're inviting each other constantly to Google Plus without any, any you know interference on my part. I mean, this whole Google Plus thing seems very strange. It's kind of automated. It's automating invites out of my Gmail account to everybody on Gmail. Like in spurts They've also got this They're turning
1: on and off The ability to invite We had those I haven't seen that in days People keep asking me for invites And I can't do it
2: Yesterday it popped up And it was like It was like two hours Right And so a bunch of
1: people Were trying Mm -hmm. to help out And then they get closed down And everyone gets confused it was public for a short time over the weekend that's gone I, I, I just don't know I guess they're they're trying to invite people, but then shutting down the gate so only a few people trickle in yeah you know yeah and Google
3: you know this whole idea where they say, you know we do know evil. And then you get this comment coming from them. We we took it down because it was so popular. I think they took it down because it was so buggy. And they were having so many tru- so much trouble sharing photos and meshing circles and all this stuff and I didn't and, have
0: to, I didn't have any of the bugs myself, did you guys? No. it I very smoothly actually.
3: I, I I couldn't get any photos to share. I no, can that I,
1: I have some UI issues, but nothing that I would consider a bug. It's just stuff that I hope that they change in the sure, future yeah, to yeah. make it more enjoyable to use.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I'm glad it's out there. Facebook needs some competition, certainly. And you know, this gives a lot of people an opportunity to do a do over. If they're like me, and they're a social slut, and they've kind of, you know, accepted everybody who's ever asked to be their friend. You now you can create maybe a more selective network.
0: Now I don't feel so bad that. about saying sexy earlier.
3: Because I just called myself a social slut.
0: Yes, it makes big you good.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I I live for that.
0: All right, well, and Gina, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I, I, thank I, you. I got a couple of things uh, I want to talk about before before we reemphasize the bite launch. Uh, first of all, technewstoday.reddit.com, dot com, folks. If you want to submit stories for us to consider for the lineup, uh, be like Wilson Land be PC guy nine in there every day. Enjoy what you have. Eighty three JDS nineteen ninety nine. A.G. Jimenez and Flash Cider and more all submitted stories at technewstoday.reddit.com. We've got 1,147 readers in there. So even if you don't want to submit, go in and vote them up and down. And don't forget the bricks. We've got to buy an extra video router. So we need you to buy a few more bricks if you can. what it does is it puts your name, your message, your logo up in our lobby on the wall for everyone to see, bricks.twit.tv. So go go over there, check it out. Gina, I'm very excited about the light the launch on Monday. Uh, remind people again sure. what's going on with Byte.
3: Uh, we're bringing Byte back. Byte was around from 1975 to 1998, and uh, in January, the company that purchased it from McGraw Hill back in '98, which is the company I work for, UBM, decided to bring Byte back. So Byte stands for Deep Tech tech coverage uh super deep tech real authoritative hardcore t- tech journalism and uh we'll be back up monday right. and we're doing a show with you guys we'll have a bite cast uh right out of your new studios in august Excellent. hosted by me i think
0: yes check it out byte.com folks uh, starting monday you'll actually have the the full-on magazine right there gina thanks so much for being on the show
3: thanks, thanks for asking me it's a blast Thanks, you
0: guys. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Twit.tv slash TNT is our URL if you would like to find us on the WWW. You can also email us, tnt at twit.tv, or give us a call. Our Google Voice number is 260-TNT-SHOW. We'll see you tomorrow.